Welcome to the Russin Box, where dancers go for show prep and candy chat. I'm Claire Kretschmar. And I'm Aron Sands. And we're dancers with New York City Ballet. In today's episode, we're going to go down memory lane and talk about our beginnings. Yeah, it's taken a long time to get where we are today. And a lot of, we've been through a lot, not just in the studio, but also outside of the studio. And our families have put up with a lot. And they still do. And they still do. Yeah, it's probably, I think it's exciting for them to see where we are now because all of their efforts to take us to ballet class, to get us to school, have amounted to this really awesome profession of being a ballet dancer. I look back and I was like, oh my God, I made my parents sit through so many shows. Shows that I was just like, maybe like doing like such a little thing when I was a kid, yet they loved it and they were so supportive. And it's so incredible to see them come now for me all the way from Spain to New York and enjoy the show in such a memorable stage. And yeah, it's awesome because they they really do like for the most part, I think our families support us no matter what they they have to. And it is really they have no choice. They have no choice. (laughs) (laughs) It's really sweet to see them show up to performances where you might just be standing in the back. Yeah holding a flag Mm -hmm. and they will see it and they will think that's the best thing ever. And they will also tell you that they couldn't take their eyes off you. Oh, don't you love that? I do love that. (laughs) It's really encouraging. Do you remember what your parents came to see you perform first? I think it was the Nutcracker because that was the first thing that I did here. Same. What were you when they saw you? Hot chocolate, pink. In the core. In the right. core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. yes. And I remember my mom told me she cried afterwards. Oh, I and know. And I was like, oh. Was That's like, so I was sweet. just doing hot chocolate, mom. <laughs> but as parents, it, again, it must just, you just probably have so many flashbacks to the past. When you see your son or daughter on the stage, you probably think back to all the times that you did their hair or you drove them in a car to rehearsal and you Mm -hmm. waited many hours. I know my parents spent probably on a day-to-day basis, they spent a lot of hours at least in the car, sometimes driving places, sometimes waiting for my rehearsal to get done. They're, They're very accommodating. Yeah, yeah. I think we're very thankful for our families for treating us that way. It's very wonderful to see how much they change their lives and how much they put up with just in order for us to fulfill our dreams. And then after all those training miles apart, we landed at the School of American Ballet together. Somehow history and destiny brought us destiny. together. <laughs> I think I got to SAB a year a before year for you. Yeah. yeah. So I think I was about 17 years old. And I do remember encountering you in the cafeteria every morning at breakfast. A group of us would sit and we'd have cereal. And then on my way out, I would pass the table where Aron was sitting with a lot of the non-English speaking dancers at SAB. And so I knew Aron was from Spain, so I tried to talk the little Spanish that I knew to him, which was, Hola, ¿cómo estás? Muy bien, y tú, bueno, adios. And that was it. But that was my, I think that was my first encounter with you. And then I know you have a, you have some stories that I, I don't walk remember. Away and I'll be like, who was that? 
<laughs> Who's that weirdo? Who's that weird girl? <laughs> With the poor Spanish. <laughs> How was my accent back then? Did I do? Do you remember worse than anything? Now. It's worse than oh, worse than worse now. than now. Like it has okay. gotten better. Thank you. Yeah. Ah, uh, well. Anyway, it started our friendship, so that's really sweet. Like, and yeah, in that way, we've become a family here. Yeah, and perhaps not blood-related family, but we really consider each other family. Yeah, we do say New York City, my New York City Ballet family. For sure. And I've been to North Carolina a few times. I, I've I'm been very to Spain. close with your family. You and are, she you has are. been to Spain and to my home. But, but in some other cases in the company, there actually happen to be blood related families. Yeah. We have the Angle brothers, Jared and Tyler. We have the McKinnons, Mary Thomas and Olivia McKinnon. The Fairchilds until recently. Robbie was here with Megan Fairchild. That was a pair. We also have the Staffords with John Stafford um, as our director and Abby Stafford in the company. And then also the Von Anks, who we're going to talk to today on this podcast. Oh, Claire, I should specify. Claire and Emma Von Ank will be here with us today. And I know the Von Anks have had a number of experiences together in the company. Mm-hmm performing on stage, living together off stage. So, yeah, there it's a it's a special thing and you'd think that that wouldn't happen. Like these siblings are at the top mm-hmm. of the ballet field and they're doing it together. We have with us today the Von Ang family dancers. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having us. Our first question is going to be, tell us about yourself, relationship to each other, and how old were you when you started dancing? Hi, I'm Claire Von Ank, and I started dancing at age seven because my older sister also started dancing at this one studio at nine. And where did you guys grow up? We grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm Emma. I'm the youngest of the Von Ank three, and... I definitely saw my two older sisters start dancing, and I thought it looked so fun, but at the same time I wanted to be an individual, so I asked to be enrolled in gymnastics. And then at age five, I finally asked my mom to switch me to dance. I saw how much fun you guys had performing on stage, and I definitely wanted to partake in it as well. You didn't want to miss out. Didn't want to miss out. <laughs> how was gymnastics going, though? Were you feeling good about it? or It was okay. I didn't make it very far. Mm-hmm. It was still just like for fun. I mean, you turned five already, and you were ready to quit and switch. (laughs) (laughs) I guess maybe I did it for, like, a year. It wasn't that official. But I had fun doing it, but there was no end result. There was no performance, really. Or sisters. Or sisters. Except the Olympics. Yeah, I was far off. (laughs) You know, that's (laughs) no big deal. (laughs) It's a little far in the distance. So, Nicole, your oldest sister, who is now a dancer with Texas Ballet Theater? Yes. She started when she was nine. At this studio that we all attended together, she started at nine and I started at seven. And then two years later, Emma started. So all three of us were then going to the Royal School of Ballet. And what was a typical commute like? Did you, because I know for me, when I was doing a commute, I had to do my hair. I had to put on my tights in the car, put on a leotard, get my point shoes ready if I was at that point in my dance training. Commutes were pretty fun. Usually we would all do our own buns or our hair, and then we maybe convene in the kitchen for a quick snack. 
And then the car ride was about maybe 10 minutes, but either we would just chat or listen to an audiobook yeah, or just hang audiobooks. out. 10 minutes, that's really not a bad commute because I know a lot of dancers growing up with their families, the parents usually have to drive them maybe on average about 20, 30 minutes, perhaps, yeah. on La- average. Later when the studio ended up closing down, um, me and Emma switched to another studio for one year, and this is the year before I moved to New York. But um, that was a longer commute, and that was, like, more downtown and through worse traffic, and that was at least a half an hour. So those were a little bit more grueling. And then once you were out there, you kind of had to stick around. So it was a lot of packing food to be out there for a long period of time. And also, again, when Claire was in class, I would usually go to a coffee shop and do homework. So it was just a lot of back and forth. And so that, I think, was harder with a longer commute. And at that point, Nicole left, so it was just Claire and I. Yeah. Mm. So we were spoiled for a long time, though, being closer. So how old were you guys when your older sister, Nicole, left? I was 15, and so Emma would be 11. 11. And she left to go study at a um, North Carolina dance theater, which is now called something else. Charlotte Ballet, It's Charlotte Ballet. Yes. So So she went there for, like, a year-round program, like an apprenticeship program a training program and so yeah that was definitely really sad to have her I was about to say yeah losing your older sister yeah and that was also the same year that our ballet school closed down that we had gone to for many years so that was a really sad year year. (laughs) wow that was a rough year Hmm. (laughs) what were some coping mechanisms for you guys like did you guys grow stronger in your relationship did you kind of grow more apart I think definitely when we grew, like, really, really close was the year that Emma came to SAB and I joined the company as an apprentice and we lived together. And at that point, the age gap what seemed less because we were both just a little older. Mm-hmm. And so that year, like, and a few years leading up to that, too, um, really we got a lot closer and obviously are still really close now and still live together now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was fun to be able to come up. I was performed at YGP in New York, so I was able to come up and watch Claire take SEB class or spend a night in the dorms. So I was able to visit occasionally, which was fun. Um, Apart from YGP, did you guys do any other uh, performances together or performances on your own when you were growing up? Sometimes. I remember one Nutcracker back at the original studio, Nicole's Sugar Plum. Claire was Clara, and I was in Chinese tea, and that was kind of a fun (laughs) cast of Nutcracker. So that That's was really, really cool the sister act. Yeah. Yeah. Nutcracker, brought to you by the Von Ank family dancers. <laughs> <laughs> what about at home? Did you put any shows together at home? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. So many people know this, but my parents had a friend of ours who was a carpenter build a stage in our basement. And so we used to put on lots of productions. Um, we put on a lot of plays, but one of our favorites was obviously we'd always put on the Nutcracker and assign ourselves all the different roles. <laughs> mm-hmm. How many roles Classic. would you do in one home show of your Nutcracker? Uh, at least a couple, three to four. Okay, that's cre- actually not creative bad. With costumes, oh, you know, yeah. using bathing suit for Arabian or just oh. finding things. <laughs> Great. Wow, you develop some real skills: <laughs> yeah. Pro- producing, dancing, dressing, oh, yeah. stage design. Nicole was generally the director, but the oh, also yeah. always the director. Always director. that <laughs> makes sense. The oldest child. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking about costumes and things you were um, putting on and creating. Do you have a favorite costume? that you were while being a kid and dancing and a favorite dance that you did? I think favorite costume was 
a family friend gave us a tutu. It was kind of a cream color and it had different colored ribbons that went down it. And I saw it kind of pass through down each sister. And I was so excited when I was finally able to fit into it. And so I think that was randomly my favorite costume to finally get to wear. Oh, it sounds so meaningful, like a tutu yeah. that gets passed down. Yeah. I mean, it was home. We never wore it to a recital or classes, but it was just for recreation uses at home. And also, <laughs> you, I mean, did you look up to your older sisters a lot? And do you think that had a lot to do with really loving wearing that particular tutu? Yeah, it was always really fun to see because Claire and Nicole were able to perform together at our church's little things they would do. And... Just to see them dance together was always really fun. And even though I was a little bit younger, I was hoping that one day we would be able to do that. Yeah, definitely. When we first started training before we went to an official school, we had a woman at our church teach us ballet classes. And we used to actually do recitals and perform in, like, nursing homes or went to different institutions to kind of just, like, put on these productions. That was, like, I guess the first performing before we really trained. Wow, you were cultivating your gift and sharing it really in a very powerful way to your community, which I think doesn't always happen right immediately when you're training. Yeah. That's really beautiful. And also seeing how fearless Claire and Nicole were. Maybe they got nervous before things, but they always, the second they got out there, were so calm, cool, and collected and had so much fun that kind of gave me the confidence, but maybe I could do that. Mm. Are they still that way? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, the facade is gone. (laughs) (laughs) I occasionally see you get nervous, but for the most part, maybe I see it more now. She sees it more now. I mean, everyone tells me, they're like, you never get nervous. I was like, are you kidding me? I feel like I get nervous for everything. You're you're just very particular. You want everything to be really excellent about everything in your life. Yeah, I think it's just the buildup before, but then when you're out there having fun, it's different. But I still get nervous before, like, every snow show. Like the snow scene in the Nutcracker? Uh, yes. Just because, like, I don't know, there's a lot of anticipation building up yeah, to it. Yeah, and it's difficult. It's relatively short. You want to be technical. You want to look like a ballerina when you're out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's so many things you want to do. Yeah, you, there's a lot of things you <laughs> yeah. want to do. So now, on a more personal note, I want to know if you ever brought a family feud into the studio. Hmm. I would say we never have brought a feud, but if we're struggling with something at home, I remember one time we had some flooding in the apartment <laughs> during a Nutcracker, and so if we saw each other in the studio, it was more of a commiseration for the fact that our apartment was kind of <laughs> falling apart at home, and we couldn't be there to put, stretch out the buckets. But I would say, other than that, we've, I've never felt any animosity. It's always... We joke around and we yeah. poke fun sometimes. Because you share a lot of outside life together. Mm-hmm. So at a certain point, you guys had to go your separate ways as you were starting to get more serious about your training. Claire, you, I think, came to School of American Ballet first. Yes. And how old were you when you made that leap? I was 16 uh, when I moved to New York to come to SAB. And then, Emma, you stayed at home for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And what was that like to not have Claire around all of a sudden? So you were really a loner for a, a little while. It was definitely an adjustment because from being the youngest and so much going on at home, suddenly being the focus of all my parents' attention was kind of brutal in a way. And it was a bit overwhelming. And I think I was really sad. But I used to write 
declare a lot of letters at SAB. Oh, that is so sweet. She wrote me, like, I would get at least two a week, and they were, like, handmade cards, and they were really beautiful, so I'd hang them up all around my, like, door frame. And Do you insane. still have them? <laughs> no. Claire? Monics make a lot of cards, so okay. over the years, it's just, like, eventually okay. you can't save them all. And what was it like when you, Emma, came to the city and um, enrolled into... School of American Ballet? Well, it was really exciting because for a long time it was a lot of what ifs. So Claire was at SAB and she was saying, well, like, what if you came to stay in New York and also trained here? But we didn't want to get our hopes up and she was like, what if I became an apprentice? It's super unlikely, but that'd be really awesome. So at one point she got her apprenticeship and she was like, you're going to go to summer course and there's potential I could be asked to stay and maybe we could live together. But what we were keeping it very knocking our hopes up. But then it was so exciting when I got accepted into year round and she just had become an apprentice. And so we were so excited that it was actually happening, that we could actually get a chance to live together. And so I was very excited just to be just to finally be in New York and to go to SAB. And it was super helpful to live together. And she had just come out of SAB. So she had a lot of good pointers to tell me where everything was and. Wow, that's incredible to hear that your dreams were fulfilled. Yeah, it was really nice. I was kind of thinking I might just be leaving New York when Emma came, but I was lucky enough to get to stay and for us to get to live in the same city Mm -hmm. together. I just find it fascinating that not just one or two, but the three of you made it um, into a professional ballet company. I'm not going to lie. As the last sister, I saw both my sisters become professionals. And pressure was on. <laughs> it was a little pressure. I mean, my parents were always like, you can do anything you put your mind. Like, it, they were very open and it wasn't. They're very supportive. It wouldn't be the end of the world. But with that, I'm not going to lie. I didn't think about it. Just being like, I don't want to be the last one that didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, especially because that was a goal of yours, too. Yeah. You wanted to. Be yeah, it was just very fortunate for all of us. And the timing worked out and that we were given opportunities to get to join professional ballet companies. Um yeah, it's pretty very thankful. It's an yeah. incredible gift, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then once you got into the company, did Claire guide you through a lot, uh, or did really. you, or were you like giving her her space and just treating her just like anyone else that would have gotten in the company that yeah. year? Um, well, obviously not the same. Like we knew each other so well, but Emma being like the third, like has always really liked to pave her own way and figure things out. So. And I respect that, too, because, you know, we all ended up in the same profession, but that looks different for every single person, even if we were at the same company. Mm-hmm. So, And Claire was always super great to be there if I had any questions, but she never felt like she was dictating any way I acted, or she would just give me small tidbits here and there, which was super helpful, or... Yeah. She was very, very. Or we'd go over like choreography together or something. Oh, counts! Oh my gosh, I would run to her for counts. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and that probably allowed you, Emma, to feel really free and yeah, really, really happy that you didn't have someone constantly like beating down your back. I hope she didn't feel that. Way. No, I didn't. It sounds like she didn't at all. I feel like in the more I'm here, I feel like the more I need your help. <laughs> Mostly with rubies, I'm like, what is that count? Has there ever been? a competitive energy between you guys since growing up or since joining the company? I would say that a lot of people do pose this question to us. And it's funny because we're in a company of almost 100 people. And so sometimes, like, because we are the same height and we do look very similar, people think that 
that could be an issue. But I feel like with us also having different strengths and different weaknesses and also being several other women in the core, it doesn't feel necessarily like we're pinned against each other really ever. Yeah, I think that me and Emma's relationship is really good and also Emma's personality too is like very respectful and she would never like throw you under the bus so and she's super encouraging to me actually so I feel like our relationship will always stay that way no matter what I mean we've both had like different journeys in the company but I think that our interactions and encouragement from one another means a lot yeah it's more inspiration than competition yeah Mm -hmm. like I know that she will always have my back no matter what I'm going through, and I hope she feels the same. Definitely. Could you tell us now a few fun memories since you've uh, joined the company? There was this one show that I I have to think of. It was really sweet. It was during a a run of Sleeping Beauty, and I was an apprentice, and I got really sick, and I had a bit of a chest infection, and I have asthma. And after the vision scene, I was crying and I was like trying to get air down and I was getting really stressed. And Clara came up to me and she was like, I can do your bug because the boys are doing a different role. So the girls have to put on the guys suits. And so we have masks on. But of course, a lot of time Claire and I have overlapping spots. So it was the same exact spot. And she was so sweet. She came up and offered to stay later and be like, I'll do your bug if you're not feeling well. It was so sweet. I ended up being okay and I did it. But the fact that she offered to stay behind when she could have left and gone home was really sweet. Wow. <laughs> wow. Sibling love. Um, yeah, I don't know. We haven't had that much overlap, actually, in certain things. But, like, last year in Marzipan Corps, we were both the same side of Marzipan. So we danced next to each other for that. And also with the Nutcracker, um, not this year, but last year we were in the same cast of Snow. So And I'm the first snowflake that comes out, and Emma's the second one. So it's kind of like a quick moment where I dance for a sec and then run off, and then Emma dances, and it kind of looks like the same person. Just like, like, wait a second. Magic drink. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like fun to have those little moments, even though there aren't that many of them sending. Do you have any ballets where you distinctly remember holding hands? Because some oh. of the ballets that we do, we <laughs> hold hands and we hold each other's waist. I have a story. So this was Claire being so sweet and patient with me. We were doing the show of Divertimento number 15. We were the second cast of the core. And I think overall, I, I was such a mess. I was so nervous. We were all nervous. We were all pretty nervous. And having a tutu... It was the first time I ever wore a tutu on stage that I couldn't see my feet. Mm-hmm. And so I was just a jittery mess. Every time I put my foot on the ground, it was like skittering all over the place. And at one point, the girl behind you has to do a ponche on your arm. And of course, Claire <laughs> was the girl doing a ponche on my arm. And she goes to put her weight on me and my foot just skids and we both kind of <gasps> fall off. Point. Oh, no. And it was a rough It moment. was a really rough moment. And after that entrance, I was so upset. I was like, I'm so sorry. And as an older... Dancer Claire could have easily been upset, but she was like, "It's going to be okay. We have a couple more entrances. Just we keep moving." We were both nervous, though. We were both. It was, it was a rough. It was show. rough, though, because we were going down together, and we're just like, "We got some corrections after that. We had to work, work some it out." You're learning. You're learning. <laughs> after that, we nailed it. The next couple shows, we had we had to have practice, but <laughs> it was a rough beginning. So it's the holiday season. And we were wondering if you guys have any fun family traditions that you like to do every year. Something that we used to do when we all were home was to go cut down a Christmas tree together. We would go to a farm and slowly as each person left home, 
it became less frequent or the number of people going to get this tree became less. And finally, it was just my parents. And living in New York, it's hard to sometimes get a tree. Not that we haven't done it, but we have this little fern that we decorate with a few ornaments. And it's not quite the same, but I think it's a reminder that that's a tradition we used to do with our family. And even though we're all spread apart, my parents are in Ohio and Nicole in Texas, that's something we like think about. We think about our family when we decorate our little fern. (laughs) Yeah. We've had the tree for like a couple years now, and it's a potted plant, so it keeps growing. So it's not quite the same, but it's fun. What to kinds do. of decorations you put on it? Small ornaments. It's, it's really strong. Small. Very really small, small, like an earring size. <laughs> like really, <laughs> just yes. put little earrings on it. Yes, and light ones because it's like you know not the strongest thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely a Charlie Brown tree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the two of you being in New York doesn't mean that your family comes to visit you and try to celebrate the holidays here with you. They're coming up this year for Thanksgiving. They usually try to make it up for either Thanksgiving or Christmas. And this year they're spending Thanksgiving with me and Emma. And they're spending Christmas with my our older sister who is actually expecting a baby at the beginning of December. Wow. So it's going to be excited. sad to know like that they're all together. Mm-hmm. And me and Emma really wish we could. And you guys are working like mm-hmm. hardcore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you can zip down and zip back. On the one day off. Yeah, I've been thinking about it, but I'm waiting for casting to come out. Yeah, make a smart decision. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, but that would be ideal. And it's funny because usually Nicole, we've accepted with Nicole that we will most likely never see her do Nutcracker, and she most likely will never see us do Nutcracker because our runs are going at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so it's funny how this is the first year she's not doing Nutcracker, but she's having a baby, so it's like such an exciting time and as much as we wish we could be there we're thankful that our parents can go out and be there yeah wow i'm kind of curious to know do you think you're ever going to dance together again the three of you is that something that you want to make happen at some point perhaps in ohio yeah definitely that's something that would be really fun to do some sort of piece where all three of us could dance in it um me and emma are lucky actually in for choreographic institute the past two years three years past three years we've been in the same piece together and have had different moments of getting to work together and dance together and doing new choreography too so that's been really cool and ideally it would be really fun to have all three Von Inc. sisters do a piece together we'll put that in the goals book. <laughs> <laughs> well thanks so much for coming guys to the rosin box of course thanks for having us Um, Best of luck with all of your holiday traditions, and we'll see you around the theater. (laughs) For this week's Ask the Dancer series, we received a question that says, how do you balance acting with the technical demands of a role? So, Aron, what do you do? So, personally, I really enjoy an acting role. I find it fascinating to be able to be someone else through yourself while on the stage and while dancing. So um, I'm always like very fortunate that I have done some of them and I'm still working on some others. But I think I, how I tackle it is that I really want to understand the story. Because I feel like once you know the story very well and understand your character and what is happening and what you're trying to tell, that you can just concentrate on the technical and also the other way around, and try to understand the steps very well so you can then just concentrate on performing your character. 
Do you break it down ever? Do you have some rehearsals where you feel like, or maybe some moments by yourself where you just focus on technique and then another rehearsal, whether it's with yourself or with a ballet master or mistress in the front of the room, do you think about the more acting elements? Precisely. I like going over in my head with just an acting approach. And I actually like to try a few different things before I stick to like a more of a final version of how I want to do that role. And also other ones with them just like concentrate on the technical and what I need to do to get the steps right. Yeah. If there's an acting role, I like to read about the character, read about the story. And then I, I think I like to tackle the technical elements first because for me those are can be a little more challenging or they seem more challenging to me. So I'll break down the steps, focus on them for a while, and then slowly over the course of uh, rehearsals incorporate more depth into the acting elements of it. Can you tell us a few of your more acting roles that you've done? I think one of the bigger acting roles that I've had to do was La Cenabula. And doubt was I've never done anything like that before. I think maybe when I was a student, I did White Swan, Pas de Deux in Swan Lake. And that was a role that in my brain is kind of similar in terms of the quality. And since joining the New York City Ballet, I haven't done many roles like that. And so it was a big challenge for me to have my body be strong, but also have the effect of looking ethereal. Because in La Cenabula, I was learning the sleepwalker character. In order to glide across the stage, I had to do a lot of thinking about the technical elements because the the way she glides on point did not come so naturally to me. So I had to kind of think about that. And then over the course of rehearsals, I had to kind of not think about that for a while so that I could cultivate the artistry and the sense of serenity and also kind of like that ghostly demeanor that the sleepwalker has. So it was kind of every every rehearsal there would be a little bit of a different focus. Like if one, if the technical part was lacking, I would have to think about that a little more. And then if the the emotions were not reading, then I would have to spend a little more time cultivating the character. And of course, I had people helping me do that. And that's all for today in the Rosin Box. Curtain down. And please, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to stay up to date on the latest episode releases. If you like this show, please leave us a review. We hope to see you soon in the theater, so head over to nycballet.com to have a look at what's on stage. We'll hear from you next time. Did you ever have an amazing experience when you got into your splits can you do your splits like i remember for me when i could do a split, i'd rather I was like, not yeah. answer that question okay i'm sorry i asked <laughs> i'm sorry i asked